One of the most challenging questions I've ever asked myself is, what drives me? Why am I here right now? Why am I making the decisions that I am making right now? So I thought of asking the same question to a few people that I could reach to. And to my excitement, I found that I'm not the only one who was challenged by such an intriguing question. Whether we know this or don't, the truth is that there's always something or some things which push us to do what we are doing in our lives today. They are like magnets, attracting us to act in a way that we believe is right. And each one of us has those things. And what I've learned from people that I've come across with and from my personal experience is that these motives, may I call them so, change with time. A couple of years ago, we might have had some, some motive that we realize right now that it's not the main driving force in our lives anymore. And probably what now seems your motive might not be that compelling in the near future. But regardless of their quantity, there's always one or maybe two that are the bottom line of all this quest. That one drive that challenges to sometimes do things even though we fear or are not in the mood of doing them. I am delighted to share with you what I have learned from a little research that I have conducted by asking the same question to over a hundred people. It's not up to me to judge which motives are right and which ones are not. One motive might work for one person and not for another. And as long as it keeps you going and growing, that's the right drive for you. So here are the most common motives we find in people's lives. Number one is fear. Fear is a feeling that every human being has. Everyone fears at one time or another. Like a wise man once said, he who says he fears nothing is both lying and stupid. However, how we use fear creates the difference between us. You can let it paralyze and hold you back from doing the things you know you are capable of doing, or you can let it be a drive for you to work hard to avoid the situation that you fear in the future. So some of us have found a way to harness the power of fear to their advantage and help them make the right decisions. The second is our heroes. Every one of us has that one person or people who have sacrificed a lot to get them where they are now. And most of us feel obliged to not let these people down. Some of us would rather do something that we don't relish in just to make our heroes proud. And our heroes can be our parents, family, or just someone really important in our lives. It's not so much that these heroes push us to do things, it's just a call of duty in our hearts not to let these people down. The third is the quest for happiness. The desire for happiness is something everyone deep down has. 
Some have let this thirst for happiness become their main driving force in life and everything they do and every decision they make is aimed at creating happiness for themselves both now and in the future. The fourth is passion. However rare it might be to find people who are really passionate about something, passion is one of the strongest motives I know. Some people have tied their lives to a goal that they want to pursue and they believe it's their life purpose and so they don't mind even if it takes an entire lifetime to chase it. The fifth is the region. Many people have found their purpose through the region. Every action they take and how they live on a daily basis is in complete harmony with the theological doctrine that they believe in and that creates meaning for their lives. The sixth is love. I remember a song lyrics that said, without love, maybe nothing is real. Some people have hooked their lives in this phrase and every action they do is determined by the love they have for someone or some people. That kind of love might be romantic between two lovers or filial between parents and children, or maybe even between one person and a group of people that have been united through compassion. The seventh is selfless service. They say that there are two kinds of people, the givers and the takers. The takers might eat better, but the givers sleep better. And they sleep better because their hearts are filled with joy that they made a difference. Some people believe that they are called to service and so their lives are meaningful only as far as they provide selfless service to the community. The eighth is destiny. It's already written in the stars, some people say. They do what they do because they believe it's already destined for them to become certain people in the future. Although some of us are skeptical about destiny and some even scoff by saying that Destiny is a fool's word for coincidence, but deep down most of us believe in destiny. That's why sometimes in our difficult moments we say, Kama ipo ipo tu. The ninth is freedom. Freedom too is a call that every soul has. We all long to be free. Some people want financial freedom, others want freedom with their time. It doesn't matter which kind of freedom we want. To some, only their quest for freedom keeps them going. At this point, I believe, some of us have found out that we are driven by not one, but various things as I have mentioned earlier. And all of these mentioned motives can be our driving forces at different points in our lives. And like I said, I can't judge which ones are right and which ones are not. As long as it keeps you going and growing, is the right one for you. And maybe it's time I answer my own question. What drives me? And so here I present the tenth motive called deathbed regrets. Unlike many people, I think of death rather oftenly. And as part of my contemplations, I most of the times picture myself on my deathbed during my final moments in this world. And one thing I wish not to have during that moment is regret of not doing something that I believe I had to do. And so before I make any major decisions in my life, I always ask myself, 
will I regret this on my deathbed? And whenever the answer is yes, I know that I need to change something. Well, maybe to some the deathbed concept might be too far-fetched. Take this analogy instead. Have you ever had a day when you were out with friends in a party or somewhere and during the course of the day you found yourself just acting and talking in ways just fitting but you are not really being real? And when the day is over and you are left all by yourself, do you ever feel that feeling of regret over how foolishly you acted that day? And at that point, there is nothing you can do. It's all gone. But lucky for you, tomorrow is a new day, another chance to correct your mistakes. I believe that we will have the same situation on our deathbed, only that at that time, we won't be thinking about how we spent our day, but our entire life. And at that point, there is really nothing that we can do. It's a done deal. And we have to carry our regrets to wherever we go after death. With that in mind, I try my best to live in a way that will save me from that pain of regret. Lastly, I would like to express my sincere gratitude to all those who took their time to help me answer this intriguing question. Be blessed.